there's probably a lot of people who think that but then don't execute and I think that's a real shame right so I think if you feel like you have something to say and something that the world needs to hear and it's something that you're passionate and excited about doing then I think that's more than enough reason to do it Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I am one of your hosts, Femke. And I am your other host, Charlie. People uh, get our voices confused because we both have New Zealand accents, but I don't know. I'm very sorry. <laughs> we hope that by introducing ourselves at the start of the show, maybe you can get to learn who is who. We'll see. <laughs> In this week's episode, we're going to talk about side projects. That's not a topic we've covered um, super recently on the show. And as we say, we are about design and side projects. That is true. So it's about time we touched on that side project side of things. And today we're going to talk about starting a new side project. So when that idea comes, when the inspiration strikes, trying to decide whether it is something you're going to go for and then how you go about doing that and making it happen. And this came about because I actually have a new sort of like side project within a side project that I'm going to be starting. So, and so meta. Yeah. <laughs> so meta. Should be good to talk about today. Let's do a quick uh, quarantine based catch up. <laughs> How, how's life? What have, what's like something exciting you've done recently while still inside your house? Oh, um, I baked some break, uh, some burger buns. That's probably nice. the most exciting thing. And I was about to say breakfast buns because I've used them for both burgers and like making breakfast buns. They are very multi-purpose. multi-purpose. Exactly. <laughs> I actually stumbled upon a amazing YouTube channel recently. This guy, his name's I think Joshua Weissman, and it's it's totally a food channel. So he just cooks and makes food but he is hilarious when he does it uh and so I, I've kind of surprised myself because I'm not like a real comedy kind of person um but for some reason this channel just is super entertaining and he had this really great recipe for uh burger buns so that's what I've been doing I'll, I'll share a link to the channel in the show notes in case anyone's looking for like cooking or bread inspiration while you're stuck at home yes because I feel like Everyone on the internet is baking bread at the moment while they're in quarantine. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a meme, but it's also like, I don't know. I feel like I've always had this list in my head of things that I've wanted to make or try making. And like mm-hmm. now that I'm home, I, I wouldn't say I have the time for it, but like I can, you know, spend 10 minutes like putting the dough together and then I can wait two hours for it to rise and then like continue. Right. Whereas before, um, you know, I'm at the office, so I can't really do that. So yeah, it's just been a nice, uh, almost meditative thing to do also, I have to say. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I didn't make burger buns, but I did make burgers last night. Oh, yeah. Because, um, yeah, wanted to make my own instead of buying pre-made ones. They weren't great, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I think that the meat wasn't good enough quality to make them very good. I don't know. But hey, I tried. We were really craving burgers and fries because we haven't been doing Fair enough. takeout or anything. And yep big fan of fries so had to had to have some oven fries okay i have i have two two questions for you one in valencia can you still order delivery and takeout right now you can but i feel like every time we open uber eats or you know one of the delivery apps there's less and less restaurants Mm, on there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's just i don't think it's a super popular thing at this time we did the other day we're very excited to discover that our favorite bar here in valencia 
uh, was doing online orders of craft beer they had in stock. Oh, nice. And so, yes, we got like 20 craft beers delivered Amazing. to tide us through a few weeks. Yeah. Priorities. Uh, second question, which is very controversial. What do you think is the most important part of a burger, the meat or the bun? Mm, I would say the meat because I have been known to order a lettuce wrap burger at times. <laughs> I would say the meat and the cheese. I'm a big cheeseburger fan. Okay. Also, sorry to any vegans listening. But we could just like swap our meat for patty in general. That's that's true. We could. We could. Okay. We can we can move on now. I just wanted to clear that. Well, what's your answer? Now that you've made your own buns, are you gonna say buns? <laughs> yeah, now now I'm on the fence. I think it, Okay. I wonder if like and you know, no offense to you, but people who say patty have never had a good burger bun. Like Ooh, interesting. Once you've tried it on a good burger bun, you really I don't think I can go back now. Okay, fair. But controversial. But to be honest, my favorite part of a burger meal is the fries. <laughs> fair enough. Should we get into today's actual topic? <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry to all vegetarians and vegans. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on from that. Starting a new side project. Can we start by me just telling you how this came about for me, Fem? Yes, please do. Cool. Okay. So... I mean, I'm sure you're the same way and I'm sure many of our listeners are the same way that we constantly have new ideas for things like that is not something we struggle with coming up with ideas for projects to work on, coming up with ideas for things to do. There is plenty of them. You know, you see something, it sparks something in you. You think of the idea. Um, what happened for me, though, was that this idea kept coming up like it came back to me several days then like, you know, a week later I was thinking about it again. And usually that's a sign for me that this is not a fleeting thing. This might be something I really do actually want to do. And also like a lot of my um, side hustles, like this podcast started because we saw a gap, the type of show we wanted to listen to. We couldn't find it. We decided to make it ourselves instead. This was the same situation here. So what my new side project is going to be, it doesn't have a name yet. I'm still figuring that out, but I'm going to start like an interview series where I, where it's very niche and I talk to marketing designers at other companies about their team makeup, what their responsibilities are, like the role of marketing design within their company, their process, like super nerdy, super niche, specifically focused on in-house marketing design at tech companies. <laughs> And that that's what it's going to be. And yeah, I, I'm wanting to learn from how other marketing designers do things, mm -hmm. finding it difficult to find content about that because most things are about like UX design, product yeah. design, freelancing even. Um, so I thought, hey, maybe I should be the one to start this. Like I said, that's, that is how side projects sometimes go for me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where it came about. Um, I guess I also sort of like to test the interest level for it right I tweeted about it and was like is anyone else sort of like thinking about this you know like it's bothering anyone that we can't find this content and it definitely seemed like there was appetite for it and so yeah all those things added up to me going okay this is a thing that I want to work on yeah I think what you just did there at the end of like reaching out and seeing if it's a need that other people feel are missing is super super key for me, at least, like I've had so many ideas for side projects over the years and some, you know, some you, you have an idea and then you kind of move on and that's fine. But I've also had a couple where like for a year I've 
thought about it or like tried. Like your YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is a great example of that. My YouTube channel, it, it turned out, I, I executed on that and, and now I have a YouTube channel. Um, but another one that comes to mind is for a little while, I really wanted to make a magazine. I don't know if you remember That's this. Right. Yes. I do remember that. This was before. A long yeah, time ago. This was before YouTube channel Femme, wasn't it? It was. Was it before Uber or was it during Uber? It was before Uber. This is like 2016, maybe. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I had that as an idea that I noodled on in my head for about a year. Um, You know, took a few steps towards doing it. I actually visited some printing companies and tried to learn about like the different paper and how to produce a magazine. Um, I reached out to people who I know run magazines and tried to learn, like I had taken some steps, but I never really started to execute on it. And I think Mm. what was missing for me is I never really validated the idea. I never really like, right. It was, it was almost a selfish idea. Like I wanted to do it for me and I didn't really investigate whether like people actually wanted it if it was fulfilling need or if there was a gap for it Um, and I think like after a year of me realizing I kept talking about it and not like taking action on it um, I think that's when I kind of realized like okay maybe maybe this isn't something that that I should be doing and I think the fact that I never validated it kind of played into that quite a bit that makes sense I think this is the first time I've actually done this validation step um, cause like something then further that I did to validate, cause I was like, okay, this series, like unlike all of my other side hustles where it just takes me or me and you to make them happen, this is something that's going to require other people. You know, I need input, right. I need other marketing designers to be open to sharing their process and to be transparent in order to make this work. Um, so just because people are wanting to watch it doesn't mean I definitely get the people who, you know, could appear on it. Um, So a further validation step I did was I created a Google form with like some uh, clarifying questions to filter um, the people who I'd be really interested in having on on the show and, uh, you know, get to know um, and tweeted the link to that out saying, if you're a marketing designer who works in tech and you'd be interested in being on this series, like, please fill this out and uh, I'll be in touch. So like as a way to gather interest, Mm -hmm, I suppose. mm -hmm. And I think it was when I started seeing that like responses come into that form and some of the like level of the designers coming into that, like the companies they work at. I was like, okay, I think I can make this what I want it to be because, you know, I've got at least six people here who are interested and who fit this niche that I'm wanting to make. So that's a good start to a series. And I know that once I start putting content out, more people will see it and like get interested. At least I hope so anyway. And so that was like another validation step I took, but we didn't do that before our podcast, did we? And (laughs) I didn't do that before starting my YouTube channel. For those, I took the approach of like coming up with the content and the direction all like in private behind closed doors, coming up with the name, coming up with the logo and then like boom, launching all at once. Whereas it's really, it feels really different this approach I'm taking now to be sort of figuring things out in public. Like today I was just talking about what the heck should I name this thing? And everyone's weighing in on that, which is super fun. Yeah. It's super interesting. I feel like my approach to that has changed a lot. Like, you know, five years ago, whatever, when we were making this podcast, like, you know, we took the approach of like not really telling anyone and like we unveiled it with this big kind of launch and this big bang. And then now like, like what you're doing with this side project um, is, you know, sort of doing it in public almost, right? Um, And there's a very, very different approach. But what I like about that approach is it creates a little bit of accountability, right? You're like 
putting something out or you're putting out the feelers, right? And I think that's good too, because then you're getting early feedback. You're getting a sense of like, is this something people are actually interested in? And then, you know, now like I'm a big fan of showing process too. So like rather than just keeping everything behind closed doors and then revealing like the big bang at the end to actually like be more public and open with your process and how you actually get to the end. And I think you can like gain a lot of interest along the way right and it adds a little bit to like the hype of when your thing is actually coming I don't know if we were to like start this podcast today I think we would take a very different approach in how we start it do you know what I mean I yeah I think I agree with you I think we would be more inclined to like survey people figure out what you'd want from a podcast Uh, I mean we could still do that you know we can change this show anytime (laughs) we want but I feel like we've settled into something we really enjoy and that hopefully you person listening enjoy listening to but yeah, I agree. I think we'd take a very different approach, which is interesting to think about. Like, why do you think that is? Why would we approach things differently now? Is it the, I don't know, the, the industry? Do we think the industry has opened up and that that's sort of become more the norm, more expected? Or are we feeling more confident in ourselves in sharing things like that? I can't put my finger on what it is. Yeah, I think it's a mix of both. I think it's also that like, I want to make sure it's successful. And so as much as I can like seed it before it goes live, then I can take on any feedback or any, uh, you know, things that I need to improve, work out the kinks, that kind of stuff before doing this like splashy launch, I guess. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that definitely sort of sounds, rings true for me as to the reasons why I was talking about this idea before I did it. I think maybe one thing that's held me back in the past from launching something in that way was, well, like I said, like a lack of confidence in the thing in general. Right. Um, But also maybe, and I've heard this from a lot of other people, uh, like being afraid that your idea is going to be taken. If you talk about it early and you don't have it quite ready yet, someone else could be like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that and I'm going to get it out first. You know, that's always a risk, I guess. Yeah. I'll admit it was a thought in the back of my mind, especially today as I was sharing these name ideas that I have. And there's like one name that's coming up as the most like popular in people's replies. I won't say it right now in case it's not what I end up going with um, because that might be awkward. But like there was a thought that, okay, what if someone else sees this and goes and buys the domain name? I'm not sure I want to go with this yet, but should I just buy it now just in case and spend that like, you know, spend that money? I didn't let that stop me from sharing, but it was definitely a thought that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the past, have you had moments where you're like, I'm hungry for a new side project. Like I want something else. I, I want to add something to my plate. Or do you find that most of the time it like comes more natural and organically where you have an idea for something and then you're like, oh, I wonder how I could work this into my you know, existing repertoire of side projects. Mm. Um, how has that worked for you? Because as I have been uh, like you know, interviewing a lot of like early stage designers or graduates or interns, there seems to be like this unspoken rule that like you should have a side project. And I'm just wondering for people who don't have one, like, would you say to them, you know, you should come up with a side project now? Or would you say like, you know, just see, like, keep your eyes open, see what interests you. And if something naturally comes about, that's an opportunity for a side project, then jump on it. Like, do you know what I'm trying to ask? Yeah, I do. I I think that a side project is never going to work out if someone's doing it out of obligation because they feel like they should have one, you know. Right. But um, at the start you asked, uh, like, have I 
have I felt like, oh, there's this extra thing I want to add to my plate, but I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what it should be. I just know I want something else. I've definitely experienced that before where I know that I am hungry for something, but I just don't know exactly what is going to fill that need. Um, and an example that comes to mind of that is uh, wanting to have something to design in my spare time, you know? Okay. Wanting to design something, not being sure exactly what to design, wanting to have a side project that's more of like maybe it has a start and finish point rather than creating content, which is what I always seem to do. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, that's and I, I don't think I've ever really filled that need. I never quite figured it out um, because it just didn't strike. But I, t- I think the most successful side projects that I've had are ones where it's it's the idea that comes to you and keeps coming back to you and you just get excited about it and eventually you make it happen I think that that's the most successful path to having a side hustle but that maybe that desire to have something else on your plate uh, couldn't be good fuel for coming up with ideas you know you're going to be more open to things and considering things in that way if you know that's something that you want to happen yeah I really like that perspective I feel like it's really hard to force passion for a side project if you're just if your goal is like I need a side project right I think the goal is more like what's something that I'm interested in creating or something that I want to creatively do, like what you were mentioning. Um, and then like seeing if that turns into something rather than taking the approach of, I need a side project and then trying to fill that gap. Mm, yeah, exactly. Let's talk about the process of starting. Cause I, I feel like I've shared like the steps that I've taken up till now to start the side project. I'm still in the very early stages right now, trying to come up with a name. I think what I'm going to do next, uh, probably by the time this episode goes out is uh, do a, like a sign up landing page so that anyone who is interested in following along as I create this and seeing when the first episode comes out, I can have them on an email list to get in touch with. That seems like a good idea. But yeah, that's been my steps I've taken so far. I'd love to hear when you decided, okay, I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to start my YouTube channel. What was the first things that you did to make that happen? I think I made a list of potential like content ideas, right? So I was like, okay, I want to make this YouTube channel. Um, But then like I wanted to test myself. I was like, okay, well, if I were to do that, what would I talk about? Like what kind of content would I create? And I wanted to make sure that I had some ideas, right? Like have the idea of having a YouTube channel is like step one. Okay. We've passed that. Step two is like, what's it going to be about? And I wanted to make sure that I, that I like had enough ideas inside of me to warrant like putting effort into it. Um, so I made this very long list of, of ideas. I actually still have it. It's in a to-do app. And so occasionally I'll go in there if I need some inspiration and I'll check something off. Um, but that was the very, very first step is almost just validating with myself that I had something to say or like something to produce. Yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like that's similar to my step of um, soliciting people who would be interested in being interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, checking to see that I could have enough content there and that, that it could actually be a real thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, what next after the list? I think I just picked the idea that, or the topic that sort of resonated most with me at the time that I felt like I could talk about. Um, and I started putting together a little, not a like word for word script, but just like some bullet points, like how would that video flow? What are the kind of key takeaways and things I want to mention uh, in the video? And then I think I just like tried filming, um, 
just as a test practice run to see what it would feel like, what it would sound like, what it would look like. I think also around the same time, I was actually taking an online course about Premiere Pro. So actually learning like how to edit videos. Like I I didn't really have any experience in, in editing. So at the same time, I was like taking a little course and practicing and learning and getting familiar with the software. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. So you did a lot behind the scenes before talking about it publicly, basically. I think I was a little bit vocal on Twitter that it was something that I was wanting to do and something that I wanted to start. I don't think I was like super public and like, here's my list of ideas and like now I'm taking this course. Um, But I I do remember tweeting like, okay, I'm going to do this now. Like I'm going to create a channel and create content. Um, I definitely tweeted about that just to see what the reaction would be. Luckily, it was very positive and people seemed excited. So that only kind of motivated me more to invest time in actually seeing this side project idea come to life that was probably also a bit of like you your subconscious wanting accountability too yep definitely if you put it out there people are going to know about it so there's there's no backing down now to do this thing that you're scared to do yep absolutely for me that's actually been really helpful for like anything I want to do like if I tweet it's I don't know for me it's Twitter right we've talked about this a lot if if I tweet it out there I'm like 90% gonna do it because now I feel like I've made this commitment and like people know that I'm doing it and I generate some excitement and some buzz and that only helps like fuel my fire right and like inspires me more to to do it I kind of feel like I have all these people supporting me in a way and so that's the process that I prefer to do rather than sort of like doing it in the dark and and not knowing if anyone's actually gonna care yeah So what was it about this idea of starting a YouTube channel that made you finally take action? Because we talked about with the magazine, right? You know, you weren't, you were researching things, but you never got past that phase and into the like actually doing it step. What was different about this YouTube channel? Because I feel like sharing that could help maybe some other people who have side project ideas on their mind, but aren't sure if they should really go for them or not. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to hear it too. I think it's just that I kept thinking about it like it just wouldn't go away the idea would not go away every time I would like get an idea for like something that I wanted to teach right or like oh wouldn't it be great if I could help people do x I'm like yeah YouTube would be a great format to do that up until then I'd been doing quote unquote a lot uh not really a lot but for me it felt like a lot of blogging and like writing articles you had been yeah yeah regularly I regularly got emails from you (laughs) Thanks. I'm glad you remember. Uh, so I'd been doing that a lot and I kind of felt like I'd burnt out on that. I, I didn't enjoy writing. I enjoyed teaching and helping people, but I just wasn't loving the format of it. I didn't like writing. I didn't feel like that was my muse. I really struggled to write things, um, but I really wanted to help people. And so I just kept thinking of like, oh, well, I really want to teach this thing, but God, the thought of like, ironically for me, I was like, the thought of writing an article about it is too much work. But for some reason, creating a video seemed like that would be easier. And then editing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It's it's definitely more work, but I just felt like I want to teach this content. I keep thinking about it. I don't want to write about it. I wonder if video would be a better format for me where I can like, you know, be more personable, show my face on screen help people verbally talk through a problem, you know, share screen, like be able to get a little bit more into the details rather than it just being an article. Um, And I think that just kept sticking with me. You know, it had been like almost six months that I 
at least on a weekly basis was was thinking about this. And so eventually I was like, okay, well, I'm struggling with the writing. I still want to teach people. Let's just try a different format. Let's try video. Yeah, I think that there's something about that, like a pull, you know, rather than a push from Mm -hmm. like someone Mm -hmm. saying you should do this or whatever. It was a pull that you felt that I want to be teaching this thing. Um, I feel like that's similar to me in that most of my side hustles have this is going to sound really big headed saying, but I'm just going to say it anyway. No, I've come ahead. out of me saying this needs to exist in the world. And I think I'm the person who like can make this happen and do it well. And so I'm going to yep. do it and I'm going to put it out there. Totally. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't think that's big headed of you at all because I think there's probably a lot of people who think that, but then don't execute. And I think that's a real shame, right? So I think if you feel like you have something to say and something that the world needs to hear, and it's something that you're passionate and excited about doing, then I think that's more than enough reason to do it. Yeah. I'm excited about this side hustle in particular, because I think it will help me fill, at least for a short time, this like desire I have to design something like for myself, uh, you know, outside of work. Because I'm going to be like, oh, I can create a new website for this like new project and treat it as its own thing. Like that's going to be fun. Um, yeah. That'll be something new for me to design and build. And like, that's more YouTube content as I document the process of doing that. It all fits together. So yeah, I've got a lot of work ahead of me, but I'm also really excited about it and excited to have uh, like a, a fresh project again. I think that when you do side projects for a long time, like we've been doing YouTube and the podcast for, it's not that they get stale or you get bored of them because, you know, you still love them. That's why you're still making them. But there's just something about starting something new that is really exciting. And I don't know, I, I feel like I've been wanting that. And obviously this idea coming out and coming back to me again and again has been like, okay, this is the new thing that I'm going to do. Yeah. How do you feel about, so like with your side project that you're approaching now, it sounds like something that is going to like, you're going to do a little bit over time, right? Like, are you planning to sort of record all these interviews and release them at once? And like, that's, that's the, the series is done, or is it going to be over time? You're going to interview more people and, and have them on. I think I might do this one as seasons because I, I've never done that before. And I just like the idea of trying it. And yeah, like, yeah. Why not? Okay. Because also I don't intend on making this like a, okay, every single week there's going to be a new episode of this. And I like the idea of recording, having them, and then launching a set. And when I feel like making the next ones again, I can go ahead and, and do that. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably the way I'll tackle it right now anyway. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. I'm just thinking like for people who might be a bit afraid of, of the commitment of like, I got to do all of this and release the whole thing at once. Or And I think this is a good example of like, there's totally different ways you can do do this, right? You can either like make this spread out over a long period of time and it's like a trickling waterfall and now and then you you release something or you record the whole thing in bulk and upload it at once and it's done or like you said seasons it's another really great idea um so to anyone who like maybe has an idea for a side project and is overwhelmed about like doing it all at once i think you know consider the fact that you have you might have some different options there and can choose the format that works for you i suppose definitely I think that um, another thing I want to touch on is having in mind what you want to get out of the side project as you're starting it, especially if you're adding to a plate of other side projects already, you know. So with this 
one in particular, like I said, I want to get the content out there. I think that this is content that needs to exist. So I'm excited about that. But personally, I want to practice interviewing people and, um, you know, having conversations to pull information out of people and to make that really engaging. That's a skill I want to practice. Uh, I'm also treating this as building my network in a way, you know, going to be getting on calls with different people who are my peers, you know, doing the same role as me, just in different companies. That's going to be really interesting. And that also it'll all feed in to research for my book, I hope. So I'm trying to make it connect to that as well. And obviously building the interviewing skills is going to help with the book too, because I'm wanting to talk to a bunch of designers about their experience for that. So yeah, that's what I'm wanting to get out of it. And I think it's a good idea to have that in mind. So I know, for example, that I'm not doing this because I want to become a filmmaker or because I want to make a documentary. Um, you know, that's an approach I could take. Dan Petty does amazing like interview videos, as an example, where they're beautifully filmed and he's like been diving deep into filmmaking. I'm not I'm not out here trying to be Dan Petty. <laughs> Dan Petty is a great Dan Petty. And, you know, that's that's enough. Um and I'm not trying to make these beautiful films. I'm just trying to get the content and uh, the interview that I want yeah. to have happen, you know? Yeah. So know that before you go in and it will help you set your own expectations and also help you know what to not care about in a way, I guess. Now that I think about my YouTube channel, there's also been a lot of like side benefits of it. Like I've learned how to edit videos and I've learned yeah. about like audio mixing. And like I didn't go into this side project thinking I want to learn how to be a video editor right like that, that wasn't the goal but I think this is just another like shout out to side projects where you <laughs> are challenged to like learn so many side skills in the process of creating whatever that thing is that you're creating uh, so yeah I, I really enjoyed that part of the YouTube stuff also is and like even with this podcast like remember I edited this podcast for like four years so I had to learn how to yep. how to edit this audio and now I have that in my back pocket as a skill don't know if I'll ever use it again in future but it's kind of nice to have in the back pocket and um yeah it's it's been fun I love it love it love a shout out to side projects <laughs> shout out to side projects it's what this show's all about and that seems like a good note to end this episode on don't you think yes I think so well Fem, where can people go to find more episodes of this podcast you can go to designlife.fm. You can also check us out on Twitter. We are at designlife.fm on Twitter and feel free to send us a tweet with any topics or ideas you have for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Something else I also love is when I see people screenshot their podcast player and post it on Instagram. Oh, we don't yeah. have a Design Life Instagram, but you can tag both me and Fem. Our Instagram handles will be in the description. We'd love to see like you listening to this and know where you're listening to it from hopefully right now it's in your house but you know, <laughs> if you're li listening in the future when we're all out of quarantine that would be really interesting to know too we would also really appreciate if you enjoy the show and you want to support us on patreon um, supporting us over there is gets you access to our design life community as well and slack where you can chat with other creatives there's you know good networking and friendships to be made there so yeah we'd love to see you in there patreon.com slash design life all right, till next week. See you then. Bye. Bye.